Travelpreneur, this is Nicole Barrett, sales and marketing expert to top hotels, resorts, and travel brands around the world. In my over 15 years in the business, I have seen a real need among travel pros like you to create a unique brand and market themselves and their businesses properly. My goal with this podcast? To help you navigate this world of travel marketing with direct, simple, and effective strategies so you can attract, engage, and convert an audience of your ideal clients and grow that wildly successful travel business that you dream of. So go ahead, get comfy, and stick around for some tips, stories, and maybe even some laughs. Here we go. Hey, hey friends, how are you? Welcome to the very first interview episode of the Hey Travelpreneur podcast. Well, the very first of 2021 is what I should say. This is Nicole, I've missed you, and I really hope that you had a really good holiday season. Okay, so in this episode, I am talking with Stuart Cohen. Stuart is a motivational speaker with an extensive career in travel and hospitality. He's worked for companies and founded some of them, actually, like Nest, which is the network of entrepreneurs selling travel, the home-based success series, and Resort for a Day, which I absolutely loved hearing about. And you'll hear about other titles that he's held, as well as other companies that he's worked for as we go through through this episode. Now, Stuart and I are going to be talking about group travel and how travel agents can harness the power of groups to grow their businesses, as well as to serve a big niche, which is our group travel. So excited for this episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Stuart, welcome to the Hey Travelpreneur podcast. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Well, you look fantastic. Your listeners can't see you, but you're wearing a nice pink shirt and you have nice color in your face. You look like there's not a snowstorm coming. Or is that just for me? I think the snowstorm is coming just for me. I think it's coming for you, Nicole. So we we perhaps had uh, two snowflakes uh, early today and, and that made the news and that was it. <laughs> that made the news. I absolutely love that. Well, I have to say, I have to talk a little bit about, uh, I think you and I, at some point, were just destined to meet uh, because we have mutual friends who have been talking about us getting together for, at least for the past year or two. And I've been sent your information. I've looked at it. I did not at that time reach out to connect, but then another person came into our lives in the form of the Travel Market uh, Network of podcasts. And that person was Megan Chapa. And Megan said, listen, you guys have to have a conversation. And I think she reminded me a few times, by the way, <laughs> because I didn't take action right away. And I'm glad she did. So we me were too. destined, right? We, we, we are destined. I like when things like this occur in our lives. Yeah. When there's a, little, there's a little message somewhere and then you see it and okay, and you move on, you know, we're busy with life. And then there's another little message, that name pops up again. Huh. And then before you know it, it's another time. And you know what? That's a little tap on the shoulder saying, you need to go down that path. You need to meet this person. Absolutely. I mean, I, people have tagged us in the same Facebook posts together and kind of like, listen, are you guys talking? What's going on? (laughs) Yes. 
So I'm finally glad that you're here and you're on the podcast and we're going to talk a little bit because I've already explained in the intro about what you do. Uh, A lot of what you do is groups related, but also a lot of what you do is inspiring. It is motivational. And uh, I had this conversation with another guest on Page Up our podcast, and that's Mike. Hopefully, folks, you have listened or are going to listen to that topic. Mike and I were talking about the fact that you are both training for a triathlon. And I find that to be very inspiring. Uh, someone like myself, who's a runner, not so much a great swimmer. Um, I can bike as well. Um, those are two of my strong points. I find that very inspiring. And I think you bring a lot of what you do in your personal life to business as well. Am I correct in saying that? You're very correct. Nice. I need the next challenge on the books. Yeah. I need the next goalpost. Mm-hmm. And it, whether it's business, like being hired to do a keynote and saying, wow, I've got all, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and read and learn and write and, and create or it's uh, uh, physical. I find that when I know I have a, a race coming up, and mind you, I only race against Stu Cohen. It's just against me. <laughs> yeah. I just want to do a little bit better the next time. As it should oh, be. And, indeed. However, this triathlon, it's an Ironman 70.3. I have never done anything like it before. And, Nicole, I'm going to tell you that just a couple of hours ago, Mike and I and our coach, who was a five-time Ironman, wow. we all three signed up for yet another Ironman competition. So wow. we're, we're already signed up for Memphis, October 2021. We just signed up for Gulf Coast, Panama City, Florida, May 15, 2021. So wow. here we go. Way to keep it going. It's like, before <laughs> I complete this one, I'm going to tag this one, on, this one on too. But I love that because... Setting goals is very important. It's kind of like I say, I don't run as much as when I have a race on the book. But I don't care if it's a 5K or a 10K or a half. I don't run as much unless there's a race on the book. So I get it. Sometimes you need to just put it in writing and say it to someone else that you're going to do this to hold you accountable. Absolutely. It's accountability to not only me, to my wife, to my kids, everybody around me. The more people I tell, the more people I know are watching, are looking. And I like to relate this back to, it's sort of symbolic for business too. And I've said this to travel advisors and and anybody I talk to in a business coaching capacity, which is you want to always stay in startup mode. Yes. You see, when you're training for a big race, a big event, uh, your, your mind is set, you have a goal, and you train. And again, I already told you, I like to know what's, what's coming up next because I, I don't, I don't want to end up not being out there running, swimming, biking. I want to stay in great shape. When it comes to business, if, if we don't stay in startup mode, which is a, mm-hmm. an entrepreneur word, right? Yes. Then we get comfortable. We can lose the edge and we get a little slower. We don't stay as sharp. We don't have as many achievements. So it kind of works both ways, business yeah. and personal. And, and I say, you know, stay in startup mode. Another way to put it is to stay hungry. Yes. Stay hungry because you, you know, I've found even starting my own business, right? That I, when, when it's time to be like, okay, well, I look at the books and I say, okay, hmm, all right, something's falling short here. 
I don't work harder than when it's time to be hungry. Right. So I, I absolutely, absolutely love that. Now, in looking at your history, and we've talked about this already, you work quite a bit in groups, which is a big part of the travel industry. Right. Um, and I absolutely love that. I love that you have found your niche in addition to the keynotes that you do, in addition to the speaking that you do. You have found your niche in terms of groups. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. Great question because I preach to the travel advisor community, you got a niche, you got to find not only your passion, but your purpose because the better defined you are as a business person, the better your marketing will be and the better a consumer will know who you are, what you do, and if they need you, right? So I had worked on so many different sides of the travel industry fence when I was in corporate for over 22 years. And when I went out on my own, I said, what's going to be my niche? It can't just be business coaching. It's so broad. I'd be a generalist, even though I can do it and I do it. And I really thought long and hard. All my experience working with advisors, working on the supplier side, what do I think is, and, and these are the words I used in my thought process, Nicole, what do I think is the most obsolete proof business plan, right? Obsolete proof. Groups. Groups will never go out of style. Right. A. B, while a consumer, some consumers are comfortable booking online or booking direct and okay until they realize, well, I could have done better. I could have had a a more inclusive experience. Uh, I wouldn't have missed as much if I had an advisor. However, when it comes to groups, they don't know how to do it. They can't. And when they do, it could be a, a colossal, I hate to yes. use the word failure, but that's why. Groups, they need your help. I agree. I agree. And especially now, what I love, right, about what you just said in talking about groups is that that can be any type of group, right? People love to travel together. People love to travel as a family, as a group, as friends, and people will find any reason to get together. I mean, when I hear of groups like pickleball, you know what that is? Yes. I recently I learned that. Me, that is. me too. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. And I mean, there are some traditional groups, right? Like golf groups, spa groups, destination weddings, multi-generational travel. But if you have a mutual interest, in something, and you share that mutual interest with dozens of other people or several other people, you can put together a group, for example, a pickleball tournament, something as, as silly as that. And so I know for a fact, and I'm sure you do too, that no matter what the travel agents, travel agents niches, it could be luxury, it could be family, it could be destination weddings. You can think of how to put together a group of people that are within the same niche. Do you agree? I agree. And Mm -hmm. I urge advisors, you you don't need to look far and wide and go searching and send out email blasts and direct mail pieces to go find group leaders. Right. All the groups they'll ever need are in their own backyard, meaning everyone who's already on your list, every business that that you frequent as, as a consumer locally, Every one of your family, anyone, every one of your friends, they're already part 
of groups. Yes. Whether it's in an association, an organization, a hobby, it could be a million different things. A Facebook group. <laughs> a Facebook group. Exactly. I, I think, you know, advisors, we tend to overcomplicate, man, where do I go find the business? No, you're sitting on it. And the reason why you're not getting the call is because maybe you're telling everybody, hey, I do groups too. I do groups versus asking, versus asking, hey, wouldn't it be fun to go with a group of people to that destination? Mm -hmm. Or to do that hobby or to practice your craft or, yes. hey, bring your bikes and let's bike through the Caribbean. Let's run on every island we stop at. Yes. I'm just thinking, I'm just yes. thinking sports now. Of course. But, but that's okay because what, what you're doing is you're bringing it back to what you do, right? What you know. And you can rattle off, you know, many different things or many different hobbies or interests that you share with other people. The point is that you can make a group out of it. And what I, you know, the other thing too, is that when you say, okay, travel and say, I do groups, like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? You know what that means. I know what that means. The travel agent knows what that means, but that doesn't always carry over and resonate with the people who they're talking to. Oh, so true. And I'm so glad you said that, Nicole. That's what we call the feature. Mm -hmm. What's the benefit? Right. Right. You know, if you read advisor profiles, sometimes I get so sad and I want to reach out to each and every one and say, yeah. you know, your profile is full of, full of your, your features. You've been in business 22 years. You've oh, been to 72 cruises. You've been on 43 islands. Okay. Okay. Those okay. are facts. Yes. What, what is it? What does it mean to me? to me? Good for you. I know. And you know what? They lead with that too. Yeah. Preach, preach, Stuart, preach. One more time for the people in the back. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, I, I agree is that a lot of times they tend to lead with the features and they don't realize that they're selling the emotion. They're selling the benefit. They're selling a feeling. So the features are great. You know, you've been to Jamaica 17 times. They've been to the Caribbean 47 times. But what does that mean to the person who you're trying to reach? Because what you're selling is the change in them when they return. Yes. And you're selling the, the fact that it's confidence that, hey, right. I've been there. Right. I will not. These are the keywords. I'm not going to let you miss a thing. Yes. You're going. It's a big deal, right? It's an important trip, right? Yes. You may not be going back again soon. Right. Right. Oh, you got me in your pocket, in your corner, on your side, got your back. I'm going to take care of you. I want you to come back fully satisfied because yeah. none of my clients come back disappointed. Right. And, oh, this is beautiful. Okay. So let's take a step back because yes. a lot of times when they're selling or they're, they're trying to close the sale on a group like this, for example, a lot of times I will see that the storytelling part of it is missing, right? So why you? Why should I buy from you? Okay, well, let me tell you about my story. Let me tell you about my family trip and what the kids did and what they enjoyed and what I felt in my soul when I was watching them laughing and smiling. Let's talk about my client who took 
you know, her, her kids with special needs or ADHD or any, anything that they did not know there were, they didn't know this was possible for them. And let's talk about how they felt and how, what the kids did and what they came back with. Storytelling in these situations are so important. Correct. Yeah. Right. We, we call it immersion. Yes. And, and I can't think of a, of, of a better product or a better service than selling travel. And, and I use the word selling loosely because, you know, we don't want to hard sell, of course, but yeah. we'll use it for now. Yeah. Uh, it, it's about immersing them in the experience. Mm-hmm. What was that sand like? When, when you dipped your feet in it for the first time, yes. was the water warm? Could you see your toes when you were up to your chin in the water? Because yeah. the water was so azure and beautiful. Yes. When you had uh, plantains, when you had uh, curried goat for the first time. I know, yeah. I know. I I'm know. hitting the home for you. I'm <laughs> hitting home for you. hitting home for me. You are. <laughs> uh, what, what was that taste? I think sometimes we all get so excited right? During the yeah. sales process. And we forget, no, let's back off. Let's go easy. Slow it down. Mm-hmm. Tell our story of tasting it, drinking it, smelling those sweet scents, watching the sunrise, the moon yeah. set, even the, the, no, the moon rise. The moon rise. Uh, which, but I get your point. I get your point. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you know, but you're right because the, the emotions is what's, going, is, is what's going to sell it. And we have to take the selling out of the sale. We have to have conversations instead, tell stories, build relationships. And, you know, it's, it's funny because when I, when I hear you talk and, when, and, and I see these in my day-to-day in conversations with travel pros as well, is that when it comes to talking about these things or creating content for, to put out there, it's kind of like, well, I don't have any content, but I'm going to tell you that you do right? Because if you're talking to that destination wedding group or that girls trip group, I guarantee you, you can talk about what that you were talking about that sunset. What does that sunset feel like at happy hour by the beach, by the beach bar? What does that feel like? And what will they experience? What are the best places for them to take photos as a group, as a girlfriend getaway, as a bachelorette party, right? There's so much more to it. But I think we start to lose that content when we start to sell. But if we try to tell stories, then it, the content becomes easier to put out there. I agree. And, and I've used this in some of my speeches before and when I do training. We in the industry, mm-hmm. we travel a lot. And right. sometimes, right? We get a little too comfortable. There's that yes. word again. We take for granted all yeah. of these beautiful sights, smells, yeah. experiences. We've seen it, done it, but most people have not. Mm-hmm. One of the things I, I like to, uh, to give perspective on is that even though right now, each and every one of us who's listening to this podcast right now, travel advisors, we could be on the treadmill, could be out for a walk, could be sitting in the office, could be snowing outside, whatever it is. We're not on the beach right now. We're not watching the sunset. We're not sipping a margarita on the, on the, on the balcony of a cruise ship. And that's where we need to be in our minds, mm-hmm. in our mind's eye, in our mind, when we're talking to a client. Yes. We need, we need to talk as if, hey, listen, I'm on the beach right now and this yeah. sand is white and warm and I can hear wait I can hear it now 
the ocean. <laughs> you got to talk like you're you there. Have to talk like that. And you have, see, we often, and I sometimes do it in my content too, is that it's okay. We get it, folks. We get it. You're going to make the mistake. I've made the mistake. I'm sure Stuart's made the mistake. But the point is that we know how to get back on track. We sometimes tend to talk to our audience as if they are our colleagues as mm-hmm. if they are our peers. So you're, you know, a lot of travel agents will try to talk to their audience, their ideal clients, um, as if they're travel agents. When you have to take a step back and say, you know what, maybe the words that I'm using don't even resonate with the person I'm using it with. You just brought up such a hot topic for me, Nicole. <laughs> May I make a comment? Yes. To that degree. Yes. Okay. Uh, we can use words like uh, TC. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And we, we, can, we can say certain words that is agent or advisor lingo. Yes, like BDM and yes. airport code. And supplier. Supplier. I mean, what does that should, even mean? What's supplier? It should be brand. So everybody listening yes. right now, going forward, even if you're talking to Nicole or a yes. colleague or yes. the supplier, call right. them the brand, get into the habit. Yes. And we, we slip. Sometimes we give a little too much information like, and this is a pet peeve I have, so I'm just going to put it out there. The TC, the tour conductor, when it comes to groups, is nobody's business except your own and the brand you're working with. Yes. No, they don't have a right to know. No, they don't have a right to see the contract. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, I'm going to get on a little roll here, if you don't mind, Nicole. Okay, too, often, too often, we're on the phone with that group leader and we're making the pitch, right? And suddenly they ask us, well, uh, yeah, if I go it free or what's a TC count? Well, clearly another advisor before you messed it up because they spilled the beans. They shared something that's supposed to be confidential. That's your business right. only, but you got to deal with it and you got to be professional and take control. Yeah. You take control and say, look, don't you worry about that, Mr. Miss Jones. I'm going to take care of the tour conductors. I do the negotiating on that. So am I hearing you want to go free? Let's define free. What does that look like? And nobody goes free here because we're going to earn it together. How's that? We're oh. going to work together to get, is that what you want? Because if that's the incentive, let, let them bring it up. Let it come out organically. Because yeah. not everybody wants to go free on groups. Because right. right. if it's an association organization, sometimes the president or the leader is already paid for it. They don't need the free trip. No, they don't. Don't bring, why bring it up? Right. Why? <laughs> Right. I Let love them that. love yes. that. Love that. But you're absolutely correct. It's like, I mean, while there are certain protocols, we understand that yes. they may want to follow at the end of the day, they still need to bring it home to the people who they're serving. And I think sometimes we lose our way in doing that. Right. But listen, we could talk about this all day long, all, all day. day long, all day long. But you know what I am going to ask you now, because we are recording this at the time of this recording, we're going through a pandemic. And is what are we in month nine or 10 of this situation? And I don't know about you, Sarah, but I am, I mean, I was talking to my brother this morning. I am itching to hug some people and go away, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I, I am, am a, you're a hugger. I'm a hugger. I'm, I'm a hugger. It's, just, it's, <laughs> it's painful not be able to, Nicole, I get, I get dismayed when I'm out for a run or a bike ride or, and you know, people like move away. I'm yes. like, no, yes, don't be afraid of me. Don't be afraid of me. It's okay. And we're all going to be able to do that soon. Right. But I honestly, yes. I, you know, we're going through this pandemic now and you're feeling it. I'm feeling it. The people who are listening to this are feeling it. 
So I'm going to say guaranteed the people who they serve, your ideal clients, are also feeling it. And if we're feeling like going away, so are they. And, you know, I'm making a prediction. Now, I'm no big expert here. I'm not going to put this in, you know, Forbes or New, Forbes or New York Times or anything. But I am going to make a prediction. And it's a very common sense one that come 2021 and 2022, not only will you have those revenge travelers going away for a couple solo family trips, but there are going to be a lot of group trips as well because people are starting to realize, hey, life is short. A pandemic could happen at any time. Like no one saw this coming. So let's get together as often as we possibly can. Do you see group travel increasing in the years to come? Yes. I believe we will see such a resurgence mm-hmm. and, and growth, not just a resurgence, not just a bounce back but it will grow incrementally higher because people are craving the togetherness. Yes. There's no doubt about it. So we have a case where all the groups that were supposed to have taken place, when you talk to the the major cruise lines, you you figure about one third of those uh, guests on board are part of a group. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have all those groups that are chomping at the bit to rebook and you're going to have all the new stuff, all the new opportunities coming on. So it's going to be an extraordinary rush. And yeah. only those, this is the key thing though. If an advisor is just sitting back and waiting, oh man, that phone's going to ring. Uh, no, no you got to make it ring. You need to be planting the seeds today so that you don't just get your fair share, you get you, you unlevel the playing field. You actually get more of that business because you put yourself out there now in a delicate way, which we can talk about. I have some ideas for them if yeah. you want me to share. And, and you capture that because as low as it's been, the possibly the lowest point ever, it will be higher than ever before. And, and this wisdom, I was on the phone with a, a very dear friend who's the CEO of uh, one of the largest, well, the largest cruise seller on the globe. Okay. And I, I used to be on his team, mm-hmm. one of the best leaders in the industry. And he said to me, Stuart, no matter how low the low is, if it gets as lower than, than we've ever seen before, which is what we see today, the high will be as high. So it will be the lowest of lows and the highest of fives. So right. friends, be ready now. Now you need to be prodigious. Do you do all the woulda, coulda, shouldas now? Yes. To, to go capture all that return. Perfect. Let's stick a pin. That's a very Jamaican thing to say, by the way. Let's stick a pin right there. Because oh, I like it. <laughs> let's talk about what, I, what I'm seeing. And then if you're seeing this, and I mean, there are travel pros or travel agents, advisors that are, um, that are still showing up right now, but many of them have put a pause on showing up. Some of them, understandably so. I know it can be an, it's an, emotion, it's an emotional roller coaster for many people. Yes. But I do say that if it's not an emotional roller coaster, if it's not a mental situation that you're going through, there is no reason why you should not be showing up now in preparation for next time. And I think the people who are not showing up now are the people who put the selling in sell or put the sell in selling, right? Vice versa, it could work either way, okay? But the people who who know the value of relationship, who practice the art of relationship selling, 
those are the people who are showing up now, right? So I like that. So let's talk about, give, give us some ideas of how to put ourselves out there or how travel advisors can put themselves out there in a very delicate way today. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Oh, there's nothing to sell right now. So I'll right. take a back seat. I'll sort of right. hunker in my bunker. Mm-hmm. And that's when we have what's called, what I call a transactional thinker. There's two types of business uh, business plans or ways of dealing with your customers, if you will. It's either transactional or relational. Right. And so first and foremost, it's a mindset adjustment. If we are more relational, if we realize that whether it's sales time or not, whether they aren't traveling for another two years, whether that wedding isn't happening for two and a half years, we're still going to have relational time, yes. which has to greatly outweigh the transaction. Transaction time is just, it's just devils in the details, getting the credit card, getting the information, doing the manifest, blah, blah, blah. So when advisors are in, the, in a relational mindset right now, it's truly about caring for your people, whether they book with you yet or not. You know, most people I've talked to over the years, and I've been in this lovely travel industry war for a long time, they say, I love working with people at the end of the day. Well, friends, now's the time Yes, to be, wor- to be working with people. And to your words before, Nicole, not selling, but having conversations, having yeah. communications, just, just keeping it going and just ending every conversation with this. Mm-hmm. This is what I wanted to say before. It's so simple. Is there anything I can keep an eye on for you? Mm. What can I watch for you? Tell me what, where you think you, you're dreaming of going when, this, when we're on the other side of this crisis. What, what are can I concerns? watch? What are your concerns about traveling now or in the near future? Because we sometimes have to address the elephant in the room. Yes. Right? We, we have to. We, you know, it's, well, I don't want to bring my client to the attention that, you know, travel may not be safe. When in truth and in fact, your, your client wants you to say, you know what, personally, I don't think travel is safe right now. Or here are the reasons why I think travel is safe. You need to address the elephant in the room and ask them, what particular question do you have? Is it about being on the airplane? Is it about the transportation between, you know, the resort and the airport? Like what specifically do you need to know? Is it food concern? Is it linen concern? Like what is your concern? I want to address it. Yeah. And understand that the consumer's concern, their anxieties will be different from yours. Yes. So make no assumptions that just because you are safe flying. I mean, I flew five times this year and they were for, for, for personal reasons. Uh, okay. Well, one of which, cause my daughter had a baby. So, uh, back that's important. In June, back in June. Yeah. So I, I had to go visit her in Boston, but everyone has their own level of anxiety. So we've all heard this before. I'm not making this up. It's in all the books. Enter the conversation in their head. Talk to me, Mr. Ms. Jones. Tell me. What, where, are you, where are you at? What are your concerns? What are you thinking? And let, let them share with you. And I want, I want to say one more thing. That now is the time, the most important time, critical time for an advisor to uh, practice their craft and their skill and showcase that they are still valid, that they are still needed 
because they are the expert at what they do. Right now, consumers are saying they're they're either glad they have an advisor who they can trust Mm -hmm. or wish they did. Yes. Isn't okay, isn't that the truth? Those are the two boxes. Those are the two boxes. And I hope, folks, I mean, I've been preaching this for the past several months, but I hope that you're taking my words, you're taking Stuart's words, and anywhere else that you're hearing it and realize that, hey, you are an awesome or continue to be an awesome addition to the puzzle. You are the piece of the puzzle that's been missing from a lot of people's lives. And you're right. Those are the two boxes. Either they're glad they have an advisor or they wish they did because coming over the next year or two, there are going to be a lot of anxious travelers who are not entirely sure where to turn, what to do. And if you're not showing up in front of them now, they're not going to know who to reach out to. So a wise man once told me, and I've been quoting him for the past few weeks more often than I normally do. But uh, Gary Sandler at Sandals has always said, gold at half price and no one knows about it is no gold at all, right? So if you have gold in your backyard and no one, you don't put a sign on your front yard, that gold is 50% off in the backyard, no one's going to go in the backyard. Right. So it's the same thing. If you don't show up now and say, here I am, here's what I do, here's who I do it for, and here's how I do it, no one's going to be able to reach out to you. This is their leadership moment. That was the very first article I wrote for uh, Richard's uh, publication, TRO, Travel Research Online. I have a column, Motivationally Speaking, and I knew right away as we were sinking into this this terrible pandemic that this is actually a leadership moment Mm -hmm. for every advisor out there. I agree. But you know what, though, Stuart, let's, ha- let's talk about that candidly. I know we're going to go back into, you know, groups, but you brought up something that I really want to touch on. So people in this industry recognizing that there's time for leadership, because, you know, I have noticed that sometimes people will come into the travel, the selling travel part of the business, the travel advisor, travel agent role of the business with a more casual feel or look to it. Like, you know, I'm selling travel because I love travel. I'm selling travel because there are benefits to travel. I'm selling travel as a hobby, as a, as a side hustle. But a, a lot of people, some do, don't always come into it with, I'm going to be a leader in the space. I'm going to be the face of the space. It's going to be a proper business in the space. And if we don't take up that position, it's, it's probably not going to work, work out for us the way that it really should. You're, you're nodding. The, the, I, don't, the, I, don't I, I, I am nodding because I, I, if I could, I would stand up and do a dance. I, actually, I can do it. <laughs> I am wearing pants. <laughs> because what you said, I, I, needed it to, I needed it to sit out there and resonate for everyone to yes. hear. Okay? It needs to be said. It, it needs to be said that the reason why, pure and simple, that so many consumers are booking direct or booking with dot coms. Mm-hmm. And the reason why these brands had to staff up and start taking direct bookings is the mm-hmm. failure of too many advisors at taking this business seriously. Yes. Yes. And and being a more and being an agent and more transactional. Right. Because they added nothing. Right. They're the order experience. takers. Yeah, order takers. They added nothing to the experience. And right. there, there's something I'd like to put out there, if I may. Mm-hmm. I tell advisors at, at the end of the day, 
you have you have three responsibilities. These are your responsibilities to the consumer, to the traveling public. Number one, your role is to increase value and convenience. If you're not, I don't need you. Right. Number two, your role is to decrease risk and stress. Decrease risk and stress. If you're not going to do that for me, I don't need you. And number three, your role is to transform the experience from good to great, from beginning to end. If you're not going to do that for me, I don't need you. I'm going to go to OTA.com right? It's, it, I'm going to go to an OTA. So I, I, I completely agree. And I love that. I absolutely, absolutely love that. Okay. So let's go back now and let's bring it home with a lot of groups that we know are going to happen in, in the year or two to come and, and even further. Can you tell me two ways that a travel advisor can either one, go out and find these groups or two, prepare for these groups that are going to be coming in? So let's start with number two, the prepare. Mm-hmm. You, you really can't just hang a shingle outside your door and say, I do groups. Right. You really need to understand the process. It's so different from individuals. So wherever you get your training from, mm-hmm. get your training, understand it, even if it's from the brands directly, so you understand the process of it. Right. And understand that w- with a group, it, it just it does not work like selling to individuals. There is a process, even the launch of it. Uh, just super quick, as an example, first of all, you never want to, as an example, present the off-the-shelf, bare-bones, stripped-down product. In a group, you never want to do that, friends, because, and I say this with all due loving respect, because then what do they need you for? Yes. When they can book the same themselves, so your role is to make a more inclusive package and create a package so that it gives them all the things they would end up missing out on or paying too much for. Yeah. Those are the kind of things, advisors, you need to learn. Know before you go. When you go to do the launch, you don't put the price out there that's going to be higher than any place else. Right. Why? Because you created a package that's going to be more inclusive because once they see the number, they're going to go click. We're out of here. No, you have to. I teach this in boot camp. Uh, it's called a group launch sequence. You need to do your promotions and marketing first before you reveal the price and it open up for sale. You want to get them excited and intrigued. Wow. It includes all that. Well, how much? Hang on. I'll tell you next week. There's more coming. So yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but so learn the craft, learn the science of it, learn the art of it to right. prepare. Okay. And, and then when you're on the phone, you'll feel confident and comfortable in your techniques. Number one, coming back to number one, this is a big mindset thing. It's not about selling a group, Nicole. It's not about selling your group because all day long, Nicole, and you might probably hear this too, it, it, when you interact and you do your podcast and your training, I contacted the vineyard. I contacted the chef. I did this and I have a great idea. And you know what? They get a dozen ideas a day. And you know who's I, whose ideas? They're the advisor's ideas, right? Ah, yes. They're the salesperson's idea. Yes. So you're just selling your big idea, which may be big to you, but you're just one yep. of a dozen, right? They're giving so, them what you want to give them and not what they need. Right. So here's the mindset, paradigm flip switch here, everybody pay attention, which is a group 
is successful when it solves a problem. Mm-hmm. Any organization, family, uh, association, whatever it is, whether they have traveled as a group together before or not, the reason that they should travel as a group is to solve some sort of a problem that by being together, it's the solution. Like even if it's a business, as an example, well, why would a business do a group? Well, uh, are, do you want loyal customers? Well, of course. Do you have people who have been buying from you for years and years? Yes. Well, wouldn't it be great to show them appreciation and do a loyalty group for your best customers or for your sales team, do an incentive? It has to solve. If there's been an organization out there, Nicole, that's it's going to be their 30th anniversary and they always have a, a banquet dinner here. Well, hang on. Um, they're coming from all over the country. Yeah, so not everybody can make it in, blah, blah, blah. Well, what? Let, let's go someplace fun. Let's make it super duper special so it's yeah. stand out. It, it, you have to be solving, and again, to repeat your words, Nicole, solving their problem, yes, their needs, and they may not know that group travel is a solution. That's yeah. the challenge right there. I agree. And if you do that, you're off to a great start. And I'm sure yes. you have some additional details or more tips, strategies that you can share with people. So if you share those with me, and I think you may have already done so, I'm going to put those in the show notes for folks. If you want to learn more about how to make, how to sell more groups and be better at selling groups, we're going to share some of those with you, uh, some resources that Stuart has. I, I love that. This is fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So anything else that you want to add about groups before I go on to a little, a little fun thing that I have planned for you that you don't know about yet? Okay. The answer is yes. I'll leave everybody with this when it comes to groups, which is why aren't you leading your own group every year? Uh, if, if you love to travel, if you love working with people, why aren't you picking a place you want to go and inviting your friends, family, and clients to come with you? I think you can find tremendous success with you being the group leader. Yeah. Is it going to be a lot of fun for you? Sure. And a lot of work. I was just about to say, and a lot of work too. But that is a great way to give people what you want to give them. So the other times you are planning other people's groups based on their interests, you may have one trip and say, you know what? I really like Sydney, Australia. So I'm planning a group to Sydney, Australia. Anyone else wants to come with me? That's Absolutely. a great way to do that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And it could be someplace you've never been before. I've had this question just come up. My advisor said, but I've never been there. I said, perfect. Okay. Perfect. perfect. Tell everybody, hey, listen, I've never done a river cruise on the Rhine. I'm going I, yes. and I'm, I'm doing all the research. Who wants to come with me and experience yes. for the first time together? Leverage it. Let's go. Can I tell you, I'm doing a river cruise in a couple of years. I've never done a river cruise. In fact, I have never done a cruise. Wow. I know, right? But you know, I'm right now, I'm one of those people right now, folks, you know, I'm speaking from experience. I'm one of those people who were saying, you know what, 2021, 2022 is about, is about revenge travel for me. I'm just <laughs> going to say, hey, where is open? Where is a great deal? I'm gone. I'm going there. Phuket, yes. I'm there. <laughs> that's right. Wherever it is, I'm there. So that's, that's fantastic. I'm, uh, there were so many gems in that. You dropped the mic several times. 
I had to pick it back up so you can carry on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. I, I, I love that. I love that. And I feel like you have to come back. But before we end, so Stuart, are you ready? You and I share the love of two places in this world, on this planet. One of those is, I'm going to say Boston slash New England. And then the other place is Jamaica. Yes. Yes. So many many listeners, if you don't already know, I was born in Jamaica. I've lived here in the U.S. for more than half my life. Uh, I've lived in New England for a very long time, traveled extensively throughout the U.S. and other parts of the world, but always come back to home to New England. New England is like my home. It is the, it is, it feeds my soul. And Stuart, you love Jamaica. And I know you also love New England, but I I don't think you told me what was the the origin of your New England love. I'm not sure if you were born here or if you lived, I know you lived here, but I'm not sure if you were born here. I was born and raised on Long Island and lived there for most of my life. Mm -hmm. The reason why I love Boston now is because that's where my daughter and son-in-law, my son and my new baby granddaughter lives. So Boston is now my favorite U.S. city. Still your favorite U.S. city. And you lived, you worked here for some, for some time, didn't you? I did, actually. Yeah. When I worked for World Travel Holdings, their headquarters right. was in Woburn. Yes. And I used to commute from Long Island to Woburn in addition to some of the other offices. So I was there all the time. Oh. And I'm a lobster guy, so you know. Oh man, you lobster are roll. My language. It's the first thing I get when I pull into town is a nice, delicious, wonderful, fresh, cold lobster, lobster. roll. Oh my god! So when you and I spoke last week, you asked me if I could be anywhere in the world right now, and what would I be doing? What would I? Where would I be? And what would I be doing? Yes. Um, and I said I would be on the Cape having an Oktoberfest, a Sam Adams Oktoberfest, and some fish and chips. Here, here. And here, here. So here's what I'm going to ask you based on those two places. Where is your favorite place to eat in Boston? I know you said lobster roll, but maybe you can pick something else and tell me where, if, if you can think of a place. So the first place that comes to mind where I've been to most recently and love, can't wait to go back. In fact, my daughter and son-in-law have promised it as my birthday present when, upon arrival. Yeah. It's a place called the Daily Catch. Uh, and it's the one closest to Alston because uh, they have a couple of locations. It's a little tiny restaurant and a little retail place. And the food is, is uh, divine. My mouth is nice. watering just thinking about their very unique small menu uh, with fantastic red sauce. And uh, uh, like a, like a, a, it's a, a black squid pasta. With uh, with mixed with mixed seafood, that's it. I'm getting on a plane. I'm coming right over. Oh my gosh! Now you're making yeah. me hungry. <laughs> oh, I love that. So I'm gonna give you two places that I love here. I'm gonna give you yes. one in Boston and one on the Cape. Okay. Uh, the Lobster Pot on the Cape is my go-to. Okay, and they're down there in Buzzards Bay. Okay. Love that. Anything from the Lobster Pot is divine. Okay, okay. fish and chips. Anything from the Lobster Pot, but. In Boston, one of my favorite places is the No Name Restaurant. Really? Have you heard about it? No, but it's a fascinating <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's a restaurant that has no name. <laughs> Hilarious. I really? Think, I'm not sure what the origin of the name is, but I think I'm thinking it didn't have a name for a while and people started calling it the No Name Restaurant and 
then it became a no-name restaurant. It's on Boston Seaport. So if you've ever been to the World Trade Center on the seaport, that's where it is. I have. I have. So that's helpful. And I'm going to check with my daughter on that too. And by the way, on the Cape, they got married on the Cape and we went to a place for a lobster roll, of course. Every day we had lobster rolls. But there's one place that I I don't remember the name, forgive me, but they made like a double-sized lobster roll. I didn't even look at the price tag on it. I, I could tell you it was the best thing I've ever eaten, ever. Oh, my goodness. Well, you have to find that name and let me know, and I'll let the listeners know, too. Okay. Now, let's move to Jamaica. What is or where is your favorite place uh, in Jamaica? What is it when you go to Jamaica, you say, I absolutely have to go here, or I absolutely have to do this? My heart is at a resort called Moon Palace, Jamaica. Uh, which had been Sunset Bay, Sunset, yeah, Sunset Grand. Uh-huh. Right? I had gone there many, many years ago. I had a family reunion there when it was Sunset Beach, Sunset Beach. Yes. And then Palace took it over and we had another family reunion there. It was also one of the very first resorts, part of my a company that I started in 2008 called jamaicaforaday.com yes which soon became resort for a day yes the so, origin of the day passes that's exactly <laughs> the origin of the day pass the yes. online day pass that did then and still pays commissions to travel right. advisors today FYI. <laughs> and so that that's particular place even though i've enjoyed so many resorts over the many many years i've been there so many times really blessed to and i've made friends I can't remember the name of the place, but my dear friend, whenever I go, Newton takes me to uh, one of his favorite places, and it's all about the jerk. It's Aww. just, for me, it's all about the, the jerk. All about the jerk. I have a question. I don't remember the name for breakfast. It's a, uh, it looks like scrambled eggs, Aki. but it's not. Aki. 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 <gasps> I Aki adore Aki, yeah. and I only have it on your island. Oh, well, Stuart, you have to come to my house. I had that last week for breakfast. Seriously? Right here in Boston. Oh, my goodness. I, Next I'm time envious. you come here, please let me know. We will make you some. You and yeah. your family can stop by, okay? Thank you so much, yes. Anytime. But, you know, there's beauty in what you just said about the resort being uh, your – you said uh, Moon Palace, correct? Is that what yes. you said? Okay. Yes. Being your favorite place. And I, I just want to bring that back to – what we just discussed in this podcast is that you didn't, you did not mention one feature about the resort. You did not talk about you liked it because it has a great beach or the service was wonderful, or you thought the beach chairs were very comfy. You mentioned it being your favorite place because of the emotional attachment of the family reunions and the joy and, that you had there with your family. You mentioned it because of the memories. You mentioned it because of the way it makes you feel. And yes. that ties into what we are saying is that's what you're selling. Those, right. You're not selling the features. You're selling the memories and the emotions. The emotions. Yes. That's right. That's, and you, you, you see my face and you could see the smile and you could see my eyes sort of drift upwards as, as I'm, I'm back there, as I'm talking about it. You almost levitated off your chair. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love that. And I, I can see the smiling faces 
of the bartenders. Yes. Who you, they get to know you, they joke around as you're on approach, they already know what your drink is. And that makes you feel like you're hanging out at their house. Yes, I love that. I love that. Love that. Now, you know, as a Jamaican, I am unable to choose one place. Just like how here in Boston, I gave you two. I mean, I'm unable to choose, but I'm going to tell you, um, my all-time favorite activity, and you can't see me, folks, but I'm doing air quotes here, activity to do is um, I like to just jump in a car and just go. And, you know, we're going to stop at different places. We can, we're going to stop at Scotchy's, get some jerk chicken, right? And get some jerk pork and maybe red striped beer. Been there, right? We're yes. going to do that. And then, you know, let's say we're on the North Coast. We're going to head west towards Negril. And we're going to go to Negril, probably going to do sunset on the cliffs, right? Get some drinks there, some music. And, you know, if it's still daylight, we're going to head head south down to the cent- down the St. Elizabeth coast and we're going to stop on the way and we're going to buy more jerk chicken or fish or roast yam or whatever it is they're selling on the side of the street. That is my all time favorite thing to do in mm-hmm. Jamaica. I-, I love it. That's wonderful. And that's something I'd love to do is just go exploring yeah. like that. I've done a little bit of it with, with my, my friend on Island. However, the most fun we have, no doubt, the resort, wonderful. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we leave and when we go exploring and we walk through a marketplace yeah. or we go to a new restaurant off the side of the road that, yes. that you know, that's Or that's you the meet special. people. Or you meet people. Because if you don't do any of that, if you don't, you know, see some local color, if you don't uh, meet the local people and have conversations and make connections with those folks, like honestly, guys, you could be sitting on a beach in Florida, and it wouldn't have been a very, right. it wouldn't have been very different. Yeah. So you know, connection is what sells travel. Yeah, it's it's the people, it's the whole culture. Mm-hmm. I, I I, as you can imagine, I talk to everybody and anybody I beat, whether they want to talk to me or <laughs> not. I love asking questions. I love hearing stories. Yeah, I love if I can make somebody smile. I love it more when they make me smile <laughs> and meeting people who live in entirely different culture uh, is, is th- those are the memories I, I think are the most profound yes. when we, when we, you know, a lot of times, Nicole, we say we step outside our comfort zone and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of scary. Oh, what's it like outside? No, 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 no. Let me reframe that for you. How about stepping inside? a new comfort zone. Yeah. So you're going to go to on your river cruise, Nicole, you're going to go to Jamaica for the first time and you're going to get outside the resort mm-hmm. and you can look up and you're going to say, hello. Hello. And, and you're going to have a conversation with somebody who is just like you, just live in someplace very different from where you live Yes. and make a new connection and, and grow, have some growth. I love that. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love that. Oh, and on that note, on that note, Stuart, it has been a wonderful conversation with you. I mean, I could, I could pull up a chair. In Jamaica, we say draw a long bench. I could, I could draw a long bench right now and continue all the stories and sit here with you, but we can't. <laughs> well, I could do the same. Draw a long bench. Draw a long bench. I'm, I'm going to write that one down and remember it and then save it. I'm going to save it because... I think it's something you save for 
when you meet a very special person. Yes. Who you connect, who you could giggle with and talk yes. with and Tell joke stories with. and yes. go on for a while. That's what it means. Draw a long bench, meaning long. pull up a, a, a bench that is long enough or yes. wide enough for all of us to sit on and we can talk. Or both Wonderful. I love, love that. Wonderful. Love Thank it. you. This has been really fun. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart. And folks, I'm going to... Uh, leave some places where you can connect with Stuart. But Stuart, why don't you tell us right now, um, what are two ways that people can connect with you immediately? Yeah, the best way is email, Stuart at StuartLloydCohen.com. Uh, just send me an email. Okay. Uh, my, my website then is StuartLloydCohen.com. Right. But also, you know, I've got the, the, pod, the podcast, yes. Group Sales Power Hour. It's all about groups. The information is incredible. That's a great way to connect too, because you can be in the audience. Because I record my podcasts live with with, pe- with people in the audience, because it's a coaching show too. I, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, uh, I was going to get my phone number, but there are billions of people listen to this, and <laughs> that makes me nervous. But if you want to call me, just tap me, and I'll give you my phone number. Because talking on the phone. So uh, this is a little inside joke here, but folks, you're hearing about. It. I mean, so. Megan Chapa, who heads up the the Trav Market uh, Network that we're that we're both a part of our podcasts, and she says to me, Nicole, you're number seventeen in Greece. So I'm going to tell you, you can put your phone number out there. You know, the Hey Travelpreneur podcast is number seventeen in Greece. You will have a lot of Greek people calling you, Stuart. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and you know what? That that could be interesting. I I think I might enjoy it. I don't know much Greek except Evkaristo, which is I think. Thank you. But that'll get me by. Well, I don't know. But so you and I will be drawing long bench in Greece. <laughs> here, here. Here, here. <laughs> All right. Thank you again, Stuart. Thank you for listening, folks. And don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a review and share with your friends. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you. <laughs>